When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Buff Nation! Let's go, baby! Football season. Man, we went to a practice today, Ryan. Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> there was a curveball. Um... Yeah, Coach Prime was uh, in a curveball mood today. Maybe he was, you know, thinking back to his playing days. Uh, let's Baseball dig, playing days. Let's dig right into it. This is DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Where do we start? <laughs> we start with my proposed headline if we had a well off style vlog mm-hmm. uh, from our day today, which would be. Working or twerking, DNVR misses the first press conference of fall camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wish I could say we were twerking. Yeah. But we were working. You know, they say if you're not early, you're late. Yep. That's what, I feel like Coach Prime probably says that. Of course We he were does. 30 minutes early. Yes. Not early enough. <laughs> nope. Always keeping us on our toes, man. So I guess the curveball, of course, that people are waiting to hear uh, is that today was supposed to be a two-hour practice. Yep. And uh, from what we heard from Neely, uh, and by the way, we just dropped a video with Neely on the channel, so I know Well-Off just dropped. We just dropped a video with Neely inside breaking down practice. Um, but what Neely told us is, Coach Rahm said, I know you guys aren't in shape for this. Yep. I just know it. And that's going to tick me off. So instead of a two-hour practice, I need 100% from you one hour. And you saw it a little bit in that video there. That's why he said, you know, give me 100% yep. one-hour practice. Uh, and that was the first curveball. So instead of 11 uh, for media, it was 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we missed it. But thankfully, we got to hang out with our guy, Neely. We got to talk to some of the guys, um, not on the record, but just so you know, say what up to JB and Shane Cokes yep. and a few different guys uh, and shoot that video with Neely. So Neely gave us a little inside the inside scoop behind the scenes of practice. Uh, so make sure you check that out. But we'll also be talking about it here. For sure. It was an interesting day. First off, I just want to say everyone was there. No one's missing, so don't ask me about Gant. Gant is there. Jalen <laughs> Ellis is there. Cormani's there. They're all there. I promise. So uh, let's uh, let's relax on the the freak out there. But it sounded like uh, there was some adjustment just overall. Some guys sucking wind. It was a tough day, and it sounds like the offense got the edge. Yeah, I would not want to be one of those guys who just recently showed up. Yeah. Um, even if you were working your ass off in Florida, your first like full day here or first you know full workout here being a practice, yep, that can't be fun. No, uh, that can't be fun. So um, that's always going to be an adjustment. And uh, one of the things that when we talked to JB, he just said like, there's no amount of working out that you can do to prepare you for the way that Coach Prime likes to practice, right? Which I kind of love. Yep. They've got plenty of time to get into better shape. 
but it's like, hey, you need to stay in good shape during the off season. So when you show up, you're not completely behind. Like you need to be at least in line with your teammates. Um, and it seems like, you know, these guys, a lot of them came in, uh, came in in shape, but it's going to be a, a, an interesting <laughs> process. He was there, I swear. Every, everyone reported yesterday. Oh, yeah. So everyone should have been there yesterday. Someone asked, where's the video? No, it is on. It's on it's the DMVR channel. Yep. Um, we also got some stuff from Neely. Uh, Sean Lewis or uh, Charles Kelly talked to the media. I'm sure that'll go up on the CU Buffs YouTube channel at some point today. But we heard from Shane Cox. Yes. Uh, we already talked about the offense kind of led, led the way today. And yep. he's one of the defensive captains. Gave great insight yeah. as to what happened. And, and we can cut to that in just a second. But before we do, I just want to say like, it is incredible the honesty that comes yes. out of this program. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if we can brand that, but the most honest program in America is what it should be. For sure. Most transparent. Yes. Easily. Because Shane Cox, you know, talks to Neely after practice and he can say whatever he wants, but he was honest mm -hmm. about what, you know, what he saw. And we have that video if you want to play that, Alyssa. What's your assessment from day one? Not nearly good enough. Not nearly good enough. Defense not lined up. Miss assignments. Not run to the ball. Not getting the play calls and tired. If we're gonna do what we said we want to do, we gotta fix it. Thankfully, we're not playing TCU next week. We playing on September second, so we got time. But we gotta fix it right away. But I believe in these boys. Everybody, my even myself included, didn't play well today. We're gonna fix it. We're gonna correct it today. We're gonna get it right tomorrow. So I believe everybody we're gonna do right. You were pretty vocal with your unit at the end. What was your message to them? Just understand what your mistake was. Everybody made a mistake. I made mistakes today. Figure out what your main mistake was. Get it corrected. The day not over yet. We got lift. We got corrections. We got walkthrough. So understand what you did wrong. Fix it tomorrow. Fix it tonight. And come back the next day and play better. Simple as that. Get what you pay for. Yes, sir. Get what you pay for. Appreciate you, Neely. Sounds like it was very much a day one in almost every sense. Absolutely. And you always need... You have to start somewhere, right? Yes. Um, this is the first practice of this team. Now, they have had the PLPs, the player-led practices, mm -hmm. um, but it's different. Yes. And way different. Yeah. And you know, the best way I would say you could think of it as like a, you know, a, a normie, if you will, that's <laughs> what we are, um, is if you've worked out on your own versus if you've worked out with a personal trainer. Right. If you work out with a personal trainer, there's no downtime to look at your phone and hang out and, you know, take it easy. Like... You got an hour, that's what you're paying for. You're yep. working the whole hour. And that's what you got here. And I think, you know, as far as PLPs go, those guys were really working. It's still different. There's still another level you go to. So the first full practice with coaches on the field, there's always going to be, you know, ups and downs. And one of the things Neely said is like, compared to the offense, the defense has the most new faces from the spring right. to um, to the fall here. For sure. So it's going to be, uh, you know, an adjustment period for them. Uh, but on the other hand, the offense winning a first day of camp is really rare. Yeah. And I don't think that's an indictment on the defense because of what we just said. I think it is a feather in the cap of the offense. Mm -hmm. Those guys have been working like crazy, whether that's Shador and Jimmy, Shador and Travis, whoever. Like those guys are ha have been getting in all that work to build their chemistry and build their timing. And them winning for day one of practice tells me that that work has paid off. Well, and then just you go back to the spring. All we, we heard about it from both sides of the ball, the speed of what Sean Lewis 
tries to get plays in and just run the offense in practice also. Yeah. And you can't really replicate that even in PLPs. Um, so getting back into that groove is going to take some adjustment. And then what you said about defensive starters. I mean, Cormani didn't get here till the summer. Yep. Uh, Derek McClendon didn't come here till after the spring game. Yep. Demoy Kennedy was battling through an injury. And then, you know, guys like Brendan Gant, um, you know, Roderick Ward. There's so many guys defensively who are literally just getting their first taste of what this program is actually about today. Yep. Uh, but I, I felt a sense of urgency from Shane. Absolutely. In that. And it reminds me of something. I believe it was Kevin Mathis said in the well off last night, which is there's nothing worse uh, than the pain of getting or than the regret of getting serious too late. Yep. I love that. Uh, and like that hit home. dude. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. You know, again, I'm just putting this into regular people terms, but right. it's like, oh, I've got a, I, you know, I've got a wedding in August. I need to get in shape uh, so I can fit into that suit. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, oh, I'll do it next week. Yep. I'll do it next yep. week. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got a week, you put that suit on and you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's the regret of getting serious too late. Um, we got sound from Sean Lewis and Coach OB. Uh, they were really quick. But uh, it sounded like the offense did well. Did we, do you want to talk about Jimmy yet? Or? Oh, well, let's, let's play these and then okay. we'll get to it. Uh, let's do Sean Lewis. Day one in the books, what's your assessment? It's a start, right? It's a start. There's some really good moments. There's some really moments that are going to be teachable for us and things that we can grow from and learn from. It was a start. Though. I like their energy, like their attitude. Lots that we'll teach from, lots that we'll clean up. Yeah, look, the energy looked great out there, both sides of the ball, but you guys were looked like you took advantage of some defensive miscues down the field. Day one stuff, right? Day one stuff. Found some guys that were open. We played catch. It was good to see. Coach keeping the perspective of it all. <laughs> Neely kind of trying to yeah, trying to get it throw out. him the lob. Yeah. Because as Neely told us uh, in our breakdown, the offense, you know, got him. The yeah. offense got him. And um, specifically Jimmy Horn. Yep. Uh, which is so awesome to see. I love the ebbs and flows of the coverage that we have. Because mm -hmm. it's like, when Jimmy got here, we're all, we're all Jimmy. Right. Then it's like, oh, my God, Travis is playing wide receiver. We're all Travis. <laughs> then it's like, oh, my God, who's this new guy? Javon Antonio Beast. We're talking him all the time. Um, and the great thing about practice coming around now, and uh, it's not just up to us. Right. It's up to them. Yeah. Um, so when we hear Jimmy Horn, I'm like, man, we haven't, like, talked about Jimmy Horn and I know. gone on about him in a while. So love to hear that. It sounds like Sean Lewis kind of saying broken coverages. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, there are some miscommunications. We just played catch and scored a couple touchdowns. Yep. Um, but if there's one guy who's going to punish you, I mean, miscommunication for a half second, you know, that, that safety takes one step forward instead of one step back, touchdown. Yep. Um, just this offense overall, man, the team speed has been increased dramatically <laughs> from last year, from the spring even. It's crazy. I wish we could have. I wish there was an NCAA game last year, and then an NCAA game this year. <laughs> so we year could compare we could the compare overalls, the, like the average speed on the team. Now yeah. they probably would have been disrespected anyway, of course, uh, by the ratings. But it's like one of those things where I don't even. You can't even. I don't even know if you can say this team speed was improved because that implies that the last team had team speed. They had none. None. I mean, Jordan Tyson could go. Well, then you lost him though, exactly. and it was literally just no one. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was going to say, after that, who? You know, Hank's more of a power back. Right. I mean, Dion had some plays, but he wasn't like, it's you know. It's not like, don't, you can't catch me. Exactly. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, that's it. You know, Montana, right. not a burner. So they didn't have team speed last year. Yep. Whatsoever. Now they do in spades. Yep. 
and that's going to be fun to watch. Exciting stuff. Uh, we also have a little bit from Coach OB. He was he coached them hard in, during the spring. The offensive line, uh, particularly Savion Washington, always you know when Coach Prime got to talk about the offensive line, that was always when he used it as a point to say this isn't going to be the team we have in the summer mm-hmm. or in the fall. Uh, so let's hear from Coach OB and what he had to say after day one. Day, day one is in the books. What's your thoughts? A lot of missed assignments already, so a lot of stuff to clean up, which is a good thing. Stuff to learn off of. We finally got tape, you know, so we'll be able to watch it together and clean up all of our mistakes, get better. What about your uh, unit's conditioning? How'd they look? Mm, hard to tell right now. You know, it was a shorter practice. Uh, but one thing, I mean, we push this tempo for this offense. The offensive line does, so we, we've got to do a better job. We're not near there, so we'll see at the end of camp. Keep coming. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be happy after a practice. No, no. I mean, there could be a practice where they didn't allow a pressure, didn't allow a tackle for loss, didn't allow anything. Every run breaks for five plus. Yes, and he would just be like, not good enough. Yeah. Not good enough. But I love it, man. This is the standard here now. Yes. It's been elevated for every player, every coach, just everyone in that building, and it's been made apparent through the spring, we went through that process, and now at fall camp, it's kind of, you know, you mentioned it in the summer. It was taken to another level. feels like we're going up another level even now. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it'll go up another level come game week. For sure. Um, and that, I don't know, man. The clear delineation between each level that Coach Prime has tried to take this team mm-hmm. is something I've never seen before. Um, and I think it's one of his, you know, superpowers is like knowing exactly how to turn the dial. Yep. Um, because if you come in and you turn it to 12 right away, then you have nowhere else to go. Yeah. So if you're coach prime, you know, someone told me back in when I was first getting started in media, they said, if everything is the end of the world, nothing is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how he is. He's like, we're going to get to 10, whatever you want to call it. We're going to turn it yeah. all the way up to 10 come TCU Mm -hmm. but from now to then you're slowly cranking that dial and it's not that he's going easy on them by any stretch of the mind it's like when you get there you think that's 10 Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden there's a new 10 and then there's a new 10 and uh it's uh, to me it's it's very well thought out by coach prime with the way that he is kind of you know, kicking these guys into a next gear, into a next gear, into a next gear. Right. Just not settling, basically. Always wanted more. I mean, that's just Coach Prime to a T, I think. Oh, real quick, shout out to Neely. Yes. Um, for those videos, which I thought Save were great. Save the day. Especially the Shane Cokes one. I yep. mean, that's, you know, that's a great quote. Mm-hmm. That is a great quote from Shane Cokes. Shows what a, what a leader he is. Uh, and then also just bailing us out from. Yes. I can't even say showing up late. From missing the Charles Kelly press conference for unforeseen circumstances. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he helped us make it the drive from Denver to Boulder. Um, not a waste of our time. So for sure, that's why he's a legend for one of many reasons. Um, you can come hang out with us and Uncle Neely on Friday. We're having a live show here at the DMBR bar. Um, we'll be doing it live from down there in the bar. You guys will be able to watch it with us. And then we'll be hanging out for a bit here, too. Uh, shout out to Factor. You had Factor yesterday, you said? I'm having Factor every day, man. Yeah. Those things are fire. They are so good. The uh, only thing is um, you got to pick the right amount for you because I ended right. up with too many. Yeah. Um, then I'm like having to freeze them. They're not as good coming out of the freezer. Yep. So if you do it right, 
They send you exactly the amount you need to just have them in the fridge during the week. But man, there are some good meals in there. And it's just one of those things that like, I don't know. I sometimes get in the habit of ordering food too much. Right. But you can never, there's no restaurant, at least that I've found, where you can order like, I want chicken with a little bit of sauce and some broccoli. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like a healthy right. meal. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can order chicken tenders or Indian food or yep. Chinese. Um, like, that. that's what I love about it. Is it's like a real meal that you would cook at home. Chicken, some sauce, little side of vegetables, maybe something else on uh, in there too. Um, but healthy and delicious. Factors America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Uh, they can help you feel it fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. It's the best part about them, man. Um, you know, with all these other meal kits that are out there, you got to prepare everything, chop stuff, cook stuff. Factor takes care of all of that for you. You can head to factormeals.com slash dmbrbuffs50. Uh, use the code dmbrbuffs50 and you'll get 50% off. Again, dmbrbuffs50 at factormeals.com slash dmbrbuffs50. You'll get 50% off. And then also shout out to Saturday Neon. How is the spirit of the buffs on day one of camp? Ooh, let's find out, Jake. Oh, my Ooh, God. Look at it strong. go. Strong. Saturday Neon is a company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. They're based out of Denver. Everything is shipped to mount power and dim every sign. They're easy to install and operate. They've got CU. They've got 19 select schools. Um, go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 10% off of your order today. And you get free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. I got to say, this has to be effective advertising. Like, you can't not look at that <laughs> right. when it's that bright. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other takeaways from day one? You said something when we were walking out yep. of the facility. I'm so glad you just said that because that's exactly what I was going to say. And I said it when I was up there for the one of the NIL events about a month ago. The, Let them know. The vibe in that building is like nothing I've ever seen. Truly. Um, it is so happy. Everyone is so happy. Yeah. It's like a it's like a very uplifting place to be in. Yeah. Because the players, they like each other, they're bonding, they're, you know, messing around with each other, they're having a good time. Everyone is so nice and welcoming and uh, and just there, I don't know how to describe it other than everyone feels happy. Yeah. And everyone's just ready to work too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's an amazing environment to be around and it's, it's honestly just palpable. You feel it every time you're there and it never disappoints. Honestly, it's always kind of a little surprising. Just like, man, like a little pep in your step when you're there. Totally. Totally. It's a little bit different than when you're surrounded by media people. Yes. <laughs> Not the happiest bunch. No. Especially not today. Especially not today. Um, <laughs> but then you get in that building, man. Everyone's got a smile on their face. Um, shout out to JB. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Neely introduced us to him. We talked to, to him for a while. We also had our social, me- our new social media guy, Nick, with us. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, we all introduced ourselves by name. Then we had a whole conversation. And then as he's leaving, he goes, RK, Jake, Nick. I was like, damn, yep. impressive. Uh, anything else from JB? He was just great to talk to for a little bit. Yep, yep. Neely showed us a funny video that he's going to post. Yeah, he he's, I mean, he knows the standard. He was at totally. JSU, and just having mm. these JSU guys there to, you know, coach, or who did we talk to? Dylan, I think it was, or Jacob. I can't remember which one said just having them 
there in the spring, you know, kind of outcasts, and now they've really kind of taken over this team and just showing everyone how things are done here now. Totally. Uh, couldn't agree more. And I, one thing interesting that he told us is that uh, he got in, started wrestling yeah. in high school to work on his tackling technique. He said, if you go back and watch my freshman, sophomore tape, you'll see I was tackling everyone high. You go watch my junior, senior tape, you know, I was, I was doing it by the book, getting guys yep. to the ground a lot easier. Driving through the legs. Um, yesterday's well-off was an absolute banger. Yeah, it was. Coach Brew is... <laughs> I got to start there. You know what? <laughs> um, remember when people were, like, trying to, like, dunk on him for... Yes, this is too much, blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, Did man. Did you notice that the second that he started walking up, everyone started laughing? Yeah, and clapping, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they knew what was up. Exactly. They weren't, like... Oh, this guy, like, I remember someone was like, he's treating them like dogs, telling them to sit up and stand down or other right. way around. But, um, no, those guys love it. They love his energy. You know, like you see smiles on those guys' faces when he's cooking and, uh, that's who he is. He's a energy guy yep. and he is elite when it comes to bringing in energy and like the players clearly love it. They do. They want him to go up and talk more, it feels like. Yeah. Um, they're ready for him. He's ready for the season. Uh, and then Pat Shermer also spoke in front of the team. Good He's old there. Pat. Good old Pat in the building. <laughs> um, very understated, of course. Yes. Not a man of many words. Coach Prime had to tell him to uh, state his resume, uh, which he still didn't even really do. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've already gone through that conversation. Like, he's there to help, and that level of experience in that position can only help. Uh, Coach Mathis, you already kind of mentioned, had a great quote. I thought uh, Andre Hart was great as well. Always great. Uh, Nick Williams was great. Uh, Coach, You noticed Bucky had to move a little closer to Nick Williams because he has that, like, whisper. Yeah. He has, like, an R&B voice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he can turn it up, though, when he's out on the field. He can, for sure. Uh, but Coach Prime's talked to them at the beginning, too, just kind of, again, laying the standard and just the different feel of it all. Man, it just I can't help but just get so excited about this team in this season. I know. I The national expectations thing is really throwing me for a loop. Um, they just don't know, man. I know. And it's just crazy because I'm like, I'm, I've never been this far apart from the way people think of a team and the way I think of a team. Oh, yeah. And it makes me feel a little bit vulnerable. But, man, just little things like that, like what I was saying about the happiness and the vibe in there, is just like that's a special thing. It, it's almost one of those things that you only see from teams that have been together for a long time. Yes. These guys have been together for a matter of weeks for the most part. Um and I don't know. There's just something special. There's a special energy. And obviously there is a special man at the helm of everything um, who is not at all acting like this is some sort of rebuilding year. No. Um, I think probably my other favorite quote is from Charles Kelly. He said, you know, I've been around this game a long time. This is my 50th camp or whatever he said. And he said, this team is the most excited he's ever been on day one. That is massive praise. That is. That is. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that they can blow expectations out of the water. Yes. They could be one of the stories of college football if they're even just good. They don't mm -hmm. have to be great. You know, like for Alabama or Georgia to make noise in terms of a storyline, they have to be great. They have to be elite. 
Yep. For this team to be that way, they they can blow people's minds by being good, let alone being great, which I think they're capable of. Right. Um, Girls Club had uh, brought up the Coach Hart quote, which is be unstoppable. And I love what he said at the end when he was talking about himself. And he said, look at me. I got here from youth football, and look where I am now because I'm unstoppable, and you are too. And I was like, damn, let's go. This coach and staff is special, man. Uh, Very, very special. Anything else on well-off day one of camp before we hit realignment real quick? Um trying to remember the video of coach dancing when he came in was hilarious yes. um, but i think that's i think we hit most of it cool uh yesterday came and went we still don't have our 14th big 12 member yet uh arizona had that regents meeting at 4 30 our time yesterday lasted 30 seconds before they voted to go into an executive session and now we wait again yeah well if you remember see you did this too yes did the executive session thing. So it tells me they're a couple steps away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, CU, they went about this in a much more timely manner, and in the, in, I guess in the opposite sense. But they were like, they got ahead of it. Yeah. And I think, again, that's just Rick George's leadership, yep. knowing, hey, I have a feeling this Pac-12 thing is going to be a mess. So let me get us ready. Let's have an executive session, talk about the, the what could be at stake here. And he probably went in there and said, hey, look, I think the Pac-12 is going to come in with a weak deal that falls under what we, you know, have agreed to. And no one's talking about the fact that Colorado had to pay zero exit fee to the Pac-12. It's massive. Yes. Absolutely massive. Zero. Zero dollars and zero cents will be paid to the Pac-12 for Colorado leaving. And you take a pay raise. (laughs) To get a pay raise. Exactly. You know, we're talking about some of these other schools and, oh, um, I think I saw something about like, shoot, who was it? Someone going to the SEC, and it was like, well, they would have to pay this much money, but they would oh, make, yeah. oh, Florida State. Yep. It's like they would have to pay this much money to exit, but they would make three times that every year on media deal. But, like, Colorado's paying zero. Yep. So, anyways, Rick George gets out in front of it says, hey, let's just, I want to lay out the potential so then when the time comes, you guys have already known what where we're at, and we can move quickly. Right. I mean, we're obviously on the, the better side of things of this whole situation. Just see you. You already mentioned no exit fee. You got a clean entry into the Big 12. This has turned into an absolute mess, though, Ryan. Oh, yeah. It seems like the Big 10 is back in the realignment conversation, um, focusing on Oregon and Washington. That's just to get to 18. There's also a possibility they'd want to get to 20, and Cal and Stanford would come on over with them. This would give them... Six Pac-12 teams from last year. Half of the conference. That wow. is enough for a Western conference in the Big Ten now at this point, basically. That's just the Pac-10 the exactly. Pac again. Yes. Um, I, I would hate that. And honestly, to me, then it's just like, for lack of a better term, like you're just, I don't know, you're just like conquering to conquer just to try and right. get land, just to add land to your portfolio. Yep. Like Cal and Sanford, Really? I mean, I realize they do have to go somewhere. They're not a nothing programs. Right. But you're going to invite Cal and Stanford over Colorado to the Big Ten? Yep. With Coach Prime? So Ross Dellinger also uh, wrote an article kind of about this. Let's go back a year. When USC and UCLA announced their departure from the Big 12, uh, Kolovkov was approached by then Big 12, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and was basically met with Kolovkov in person to discuss a Big 12-Pac-12 merger. 
Klavkov turned that down. And now it appears that he came crawling back to the Big 12 asking for this merger while the Big 12 is already obviously turned focus to just themselves and growing as a conference. Absolutely wild, man. You know, I, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because, like I said a bunch of times, he was dealt a bad hand by Larry Scott. Yeah. Well, he also then fumbled the bag. Um, and then from what it sounds like, the Four corner schools is still a thing for the Big 12. Um, and sorry, Connor, but that kind of just leaves Oregon State and Washington State. Yikes. Because you lose half of the, literally half of the conference to the Big 10. You lose those other four to the Big 12. And now you're looking at Mountain West probably for the Beavers and the Cougars. Ugh. They're better than that, though. They are. Someone will get them. I don't know. The Mountain West would be a would really suck for them. Um, for no safety help, why no exit fee? Jake, you can correct me here. Uh, I'm gonna speak in vague terms. Okay. But there was a a clause in the contract with the Pac-12 that the TV deal had to be a certain amount, or they could leave with no exit fee. Is that correct? I just think they don't have a deal, so they have nothing. Right, to but pay there was back. a right. there was a, a deadline. I right? think so. Yes. If I remember correctly, there was a deadline. That said, if there's not a TV deal by this time, then members can leave, mm -hmm. you know. And I think there was a, a, a number, like $25 million or something. Right. And if it's not over that, then members oh, can leave well, without an exit fee. I mean, reports have been coming in well under $25 million, somewhere around $20 million. Apple TV's probably in there. We talked about this yesterday, but it's not sounding great, man. Well, and, and I, I've seen now, like, a, a little bit of bounce back on the narrative, which is like, Apple TV is the future, blah, blah, blah. That's actually not what this is about. Yeah. And I agree. Streaming is the future. There's going to be a time where everything is done via streaming. That's not the point, though. The point is everyone else is on ESPN and CBS and Fox, you know, yeah. Fox and big networks. Yeah. And you're only accessible via Apple TV. I'll put it this way. I am a very casual uh, MLS fan, Most, more specifically the Rapids. But it's only on Apple TV, yeah. and I would have to buy a specific subscription. Like, I have the one that I had to get to watch Ted Lasso. Right. And to add another thing on just to watch the MLS, I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't care that much. And so, you know, in a Pac-12 without Colorado, the games are only on Apple TV. No one's doing that except for the fans of those teams. Yeah, and that that's what they want to do, too. They want to do, like, a Pac-12 Plus and then build, yeah. like... Uh, subscriptions into the return for the schools that just like um, you know how many subscriptions you get you get kind of a kickback yeah. I guess on it think about the millions of coach prime fans that have come aboard mm -hmm. um, that would have watched Colorado games no matter where they were this year none of those people without coach prime will be subscribing to this pac-12 yeah um, you know package the Getting fans to do something is easy, right? Um, you know, getting fans of Colorado to jump through a hoop to watch Colorado, you can do that. The rest of the country is where the numbers come from. Yes. Like, when Colorado takes on TCU, it's not Colorado and TCU fans that are pumping up those numbers. It's the entire rest of the country turning on their, their TV first thing in the morning yep. to watch college football that are uh, pumping up those numbers. So you're going to be able to sell subscriptions to the fans of whatever teams you have left. Right. Uh, but no one else is buying that. No. Especially when you're now going to be potentially adding Mountain West teams. 
this conference is done for, I feel like. It's sad. I love the Pac-12, honestly. But Yeah, it is sad. And, like, I'll be sad when Oregon State and Washington State are playing a game at 10 p.m. Against Hawaii. Or against each other. Right. And I can't see it because it's on the Pac-12 on Apple TV and I'm not giving them 20 bucks. Right. Shout out Rick George, man. Savior. Get your questions in now, guys. We'll get to them very shortly. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd appreciate your five-star review. Hit that thumbs up button while you're at it as well. Shout out to Bacchus and Shanker. Here for you when you get hurt. They've been helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. You guys know the deal. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They have won over $1 billion for their clients. And you can visit their neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. Even if you're injured at work, give them a call. Hit that Shador line, 222-2222. Backus and Shanker wins. Also, Illegal Pete's. This episode of the DMVR Bus Podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. When's the last time you had it? Too long. We went yesterday. Always slaps. I know. I couldn't go yesterday. I had to do an errand and then a meeting and... Been like a week for me. I'm having withdrawals. Well, we'll probably have to get back there. We probably will go very soon. Um, you can go hang out on their patios, get an ice cold margarita or a bucket of high noons. That's five high noons for just twenty two bucks. Steal. Uh, make sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is your go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And finally, the Pac 12s favorite barbecue sauce, Shador Sanders number two barbecue. You can head on over to plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all in word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order of number two. That's it. Sweet. All right. Who's first? Talk to the people. Let's get to 350 likes. Uh, Big TZ. Did Neely mention if any issues with cleats and slipping in practice, it's been bad during strength and conditioning? Um, so did not. No, they were in the IPF today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that that was an issue, honestly. Uh, I think it's been an issue for a lot of uh, just teams and stuff right now. Um, I'm not exactly sure why. If like the most recent iteration of cleats from whatever company they're getting them from, obviously in this case Nike, right, just don't mesh very well with turf. But I've heard a lot of NFL teams, everyone talking about uh, guys slipping. Uh, longer studs, I guess, is an immediate solution, but yeah, that's not ideal. Uh, what's up, Jimmy? Uh, we already kind of talked about this. What's that's cool. What's the chat saying? Nick says, I just saw some highlights. Shadur was slinging that ball. Sean Lewis was all in the background. Um, there we go. Eric says, uh, Jake and RK been to Saucy Southern lately, and what do you recommend getting? Everything. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, the hot I, link is fire. I got the three meat plate with collards and mac and cheese, which is like, I don't know. That sentence should be in some sort of hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, ribs, hot link, wings, mac and cheese and collard greens all on the same plate. Like, I don't know. Dip that in gold and put yep. it in someone's hall of fame. Yep. I mean, the ribs are great. Um Everything is awesome there, man. Yeah. Go as fast as you can. Uh, what's up, Ken? 
What will be your choice for uniforms for the first away and home game? Give me the all whites for TCU. That's a lock. Yes. The lock of all locks. Um, all whites at TCU. I'm in. That's going to be sick. It's going to look amazing. Gold, black, black. And then give me gold, black, black at home <laughs> against uh, Nebraska. I don't think the guys will like this because it's kind of an old school look. But against Nebraska in the 62-36 game, they went gold, black, black, white socks. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think black shoes. But the white socks like really popped off. I don't think these guys will probably like that as much. Um, and then like, you know, white wristbands and everything. But no matter what, if we get gold, black, black for Nebraska, I will be so happy. Yep. Um, we don't know who is on first teams. We didn't. Uh, you can do. So Travis is asking who is first team secondary. Um, Honestly, I'll, we'll see if he wants to answer them, but save those for uh, for Neely on Friday. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's also early, too. Of Things course. are going to be changing. Uh, did we see the new uniforms? Well, how about this? The new practice uniforms. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit, but remember when they were wearing those baggy-ass uniforms and I said, I think this is on purpose. Yeah. Uh, I think Coach Prime was like, you guys got to earn the good ones. So all the guys who made it through the spring and are here in the fall get the nice, you know, for lack of a better term, tailored uniforms right. that actually fit their bodies and they get their... Uh, um, Instagram or Twitter handles on the back, yep. which is pretty cool. I love that, man. I mean, it's just such, it's a small little detail, but it means so much to the kids. It's going to mean so much in recruiting, and it's going to probably help out NIL deals, honestly. Did I tell you I did that with my uh, graduation gown? <laughs> you put at RK on the I back? I put at Ryan Konigsberg <laughs> on the back of my graduation <laughs> gown when I graduated from CU. That's hilarious. Did you do a jersey swap with someone? A I gown should've, swap? I should have done a gown <laughs> swap. <That's, laughs> whoever's graduating in the next year, absolutely take a picture of you gown swapping with like a friend. We should have done a media day swap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After fact on media day. Um, That's awesome. What else do we got? Big 2-1. Do y'all see how big the players look? No more bad talking about the size. I mean, dude, the players are, they've all gained size. Someone, um, someone DM'd me a Nebraska fan saying they look small, but they had deleted the tweet. So clearly they didn't, uh, yeah, you don't hear much of that anymore. They didn't stand on that. Yeah. No, they don't. They're, they're huge. They are. I mean, you've got like six, four corners and, you know, <laughs> the tons of 300 pounders and you got a six, five receiver out there. Like, there's huge guys going on. Walking by Savion Washington today. And then you got Dylan Edwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first player to sit on the set who didn't look massive next to you and I. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Nicholas. How much of practice did we get to see? And did it seem like Shador had command of the offense? We didn't get to see any of practice, nope. actually. Um, Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get a chance at some point. Yeah. But uh, we're still, you know, we're still working our way. So working up our trust. Yep. Hopefully soon. Uh, DCB, what's up? We'll see you be practicing during the heat of the day to get ready for the inferno that is DFW. Maybe crank the IPF temp up to hot yoga temps. <laughs> I mean, um, go ahead. They, they'll be practicing in the heat. I, I don't know why they didn't do it today. Maybe it's just because Coach Prime well, knew the practice was going to be shorter. What JB said <laughs> is sometimes practicing in the IPF is harder. Yep. Because you don't get as much airflow and it just kind of gets stuffy and it's humid in there. Thicker air. Yeah. So maybe that's the uh the idea. Um, but yeah, they'll be practicing outside and stuff. They'll be 
they do practice earlier in the day, so it's not like heat of the day out here. Yep. But it gets pretty warm still. We got to be able to get to 350 likes for the first day Come of fall Come on, camp. smash that like. Hook. Um, as we get closer to TCU, can you break down the game by position? Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. we'll have an entire, yeah. Yeah, we'll kind of have like a, a way we go about things during game week. Yes. Um, that you guys will be able to, you know, get used to and expect. Okay, this is... You know, I assume Monday will be like a film breakdown day for us right. where we're looking back on the previous game. What did we see from the film? Um, who knows what Tuesday, Wednesday, then maybe Thursday is our look forward film. We watched TCU's last game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not going to there's not going to be one for, for week one. But, you know, maybe we talk about some of the things we saw in the spring, whatever um, schemes and whatnot. And then, you know, Fridays, it's game predictions and all that. Yeah. During the season, it's much more routine. We got, yeah. Yep. We got stuff that we want to knock down. Uh, Danny, with all the uniform variations coming, what do you think the odds are for the powder blues? Zero percent. Zero. It ain't happening. The powder blues are like, um, they're like a stain on CU history. It's like a Oof. thing that's made a joke of because that was when they were their worst. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, who else? Big Teasy. The super chat shout out to ryan jake production in the chat thanks man yeah shout out to production yes we put a lot on Alyssa's plate right before this show. yes so thank you Alyssa. yeah thank you you crushed it uh eric again do you think rick george is feeling himself and gloating with everything that has transpired especially when people wanted him fired great question man it's gotta feel good i wonder what that feels like um to have people like really besmirking your name mm -hmm. and saying you shouldn't hire this next coach and you're an idiot for hiring Carl Durrell and this, that, and the other. And then to just like mic drop that entire group of people. And now those people, you know, at least to their credit, have turned around a hundred percent. They're like on their knees, like we're yeah. not worthy, but I wonder what that feels like to, to prove everyone that wrong. That's what it would feel like for this team football team to be good this year. Yep. Just to add some more perspective, last season, he was getting booed on the field at Family Day. Insane. Insane. Um, like, loud boos. I could hear him from the press box. It wasn't just, like, the section he was near booing him. It was a lot of people in that stadium booing him. The question is, do you think he's feeling himself and gloating? I actually don't. No. Um, one of the things that Coach Prime talks about when he talks about why he came, comes, why he came to Colorado is the passion that Rick George has for this university. And, you know, Rick George was on the staff when they won the national championship. Yes. He was a recruiting coordinator. And so Rick George loves the University of Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so to him, I think if anything, it's a proud feeling to be able to orchestrate what looks like the beginning of a huge turnaround for the program. Mm -hmm. And I think what we'll see is sometime in the next five to ten years rick george will be able to ride off into the sunset saying i finally did it yes it took the third try uh for me hiring a coach but i i left colorado i got colorado back he's talked about that though just why he came back here wanted to leave this place better than when he came back again and that's also kind of what i just wanted to ask you do you think this is kind of a legacy move for him going well, to the big 12 it is the like well getting coach prime is the legacy i was gonna move. say Going to the Big 12 is a legacy move for sure. And I think um, 
yeah, I just think at some point here and, you know, hopefully by that point, there's another person in place that has a great relationship with Coach Prime as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they want to extend that relationship and go deeper. But Rick George will be able to ride off into the sunset being considered, you know, a top athletic director in program history. Yep. Um, also, he shouted out Rick George in that well-off video yesterday. Had he him did. speak to the team and everything. Yep. The love is real, man. What's up, Thrift? How is the start of this fall camp different from last year? I can't really speak on that. Neither can I. Um, I'll just say it's their worlds apart from when I started to now. I just think last year the team knew they were going to be bad, like deep down, and that just makes for a really hard, yeah, you know, hard situation when you don't have a quarterback. Like the, you know, players don't always know. Everyone knows when you don't have a quarterback, right? Like you can feel that. Yes. And you have no shot if you don't have a quarterback. I mean, dude, we were talking about Owen this time last year, and he wasn't even in the conversation yet. Yep. yep. Uh, Sebastian, my guy, do they practice on weekends? Um, I believe on Saturdays they will be practicing. I think so, too. Um, let me see. Next one. What are the greatest advantages of our new hyperspeed offense? Well, I guess... To understand that, you have to understand why you go up tempo. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason is that is because if you huddle, you ha have to allow the defense an opportunity to substitute. Yep. Um, that is the number one reason why you go hurry up. So the biggest advantage of it, especially at altitude, is you are going to have guys out there sucking wind and they can't get off the field. You know, you've seen... You've seen the video of like the player, he's running off, you know, he's tapping his head. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, if they get up to the line and they don't, and on offense, you don't sub, then the defense cannot sub either. Um, and that's going to be really, really difficult if you move the ball. The, the con of it is you can have your defense out there for a six minute drive. You get the ball back, you try to go quick, bang, bang, bang. Maybe you got one first down, but it's fo really four and out. Yeah. Uh, and then you took, 70 seconds off the clock and mm -hmm. now you got to go right back to your defense that's the downside the upside is if you are orchestrating good drives and you're moving the ball you are going to absolutely suck the life out of a defense yep boa constrictor man yes uh snowball whatever analogy you want to use it looks like the players do practice on saturdays but sundays are an off day i love that wait can you go back to the comments really quick who said it uh bird b Jeremy Bloom, future AD. <laughs> That's your guy. Genius idea. Anything else? Uh, what's up, MLN? You guys notice other programs? Uh, Biting, Bucky, Darius Neely with in-house videos. Seeing similar videos at Miami and USC, all trying to pull back the curtain, but they can't match CP Coach Prime's methods and style. I haven't That's, noticed that. I haven't noticed it either, but when I, we answered a question like this like last week, and... You know, it, it of course comes down to Coach Prime letting that access happen. But you need guys like Bucky, Neely, Darius, who are trustworthy, mm -hmm. who you know that they're not going to make the program look bad. They don't have like a personal agenda. It's all about the team. Yep. And that's hard to find. It's hard to find, but also you just have to have the balls to be real. Yes. And I don't think anyone else in the country really has it. Right. They're still going to want that stuff curated. And it's going to be shot by a fancy camera and it's going to be edited for hours and all that stuff. Like 
what you're getting from Bucky and Darius and Neely is just like raw footage mm -hmm. spliced together of what it's really like to go to Colorado. Well, and you can see how the team accepts them too, man. Yeah. Like if you're USC or uh, whoever you said, North Carolina, whoever that's letting, trying to build this access up, these players aren't going to immediately just go, oh, cool, this is a new camera here. Like, let's just be ourselves. Like, yep. I'm sure they'll be a little guarded. You don't have that here at Colorado. The players are all about it. They know these guys, and they can be themselves in front of the camera and when they don't have a camera in their and face. And it's all part of a family. Yes. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's not really like, oh, that's a camera guy or, oh, that's a media guy. It's just like, oh, he's one of us. Right. Yep. Another super chat from Patriot Techs. I'm thrilled to be going back to the Big 12. However, the Pac-12 is loaded this year. What should our expectations be as fans for this season? Sco buffs. I said bowl game. Yeah. You know, I think that's fair. Um, I don't know. I don't know what expectations should be. I think that expectations should be for this team to be a lot more fun and, a lo and very yes. improved. Yes. Wins and losses. Obviously, it's what it's all about, and that's what we're always going to talk about. But in the end, wins and losses come down to a play here, a play there, a mistake here, a mistake there. It's why it's so hard to predict right. before the season. I promise you this team will be a lot better. They're going to be more entertaining, and they're going to be a lot more likable and fun to watch. For sure. Um, cover song challenge. <laughs> this is the first year of the podcast. Okay, people have been really wanting to know this one. Uh, They've been asking this question? Not this one specifically. Oh, okay. People really want to know what this podcast was like a year ago and stuff, though, beyond okay. that. Well, let me just take you back to the first year of this podcast. Yes. The first year of this podcast was 2015. And the first episode of this podcast <laughs> was recorded in my 215-square-foot apartment. Uh, and I've told this story before. Two uh, folding chairs, an ottoman in front of us with a fan on top of that, with my phone on top of the fan, like, you know, like a box fan. And me and my co-host, Bryce, who you guys have seen if you've been yep. following uh, throughout the offseason, sitting as close to the phone as we could <laughs> so it would pick up our audio and make it smooth. Um, that is uh, That is the first first year of this podcast so way back when i used to spend hours making like a fun like intro every week <laughs> it's it was a once a week show at that time um then we can fast forward to a year ago and i guess i can hand that one off to you well i mean first off i mean didn't this podcast go away for a bit and then henry came in yes um so yeah we kind of had like a a, a, a gap in having the right person to run it. Um, and Henry was an intern. And I knew as soon as he graduated, I wanted to hire him. Mm -hmm. And so I just talked to Brandon, our CEO, and I was just like, okay, when Henry's graduating, I want to hire him to cover the buffs again yeah. just so we can get him in here. And uh, I called Henry and I said, hey, it, this was on a, a Saturday. I said, hey, man, uh, I want to offer you the position to cover CU. And he said, cool, I'll be there on Monday. He lived in Montana, drove down here. We started the podcast like a week later. Um, he did a very admirable job doing a solo show every single day. Yes. Um, then he went up to Broncos, and then that's that's when you came in. Yep. Um, last year was, I mean, the team was bad. And the first month was really challenging because the team was bad. They didn't fire the coach yet. 
And it was just kind of like brute force, just mm-hmm. like this is what happened at practice. This is what the players are saying, and just kind of week after week. And then Darrell got fired. Um, then, of course, we just had like the coaching search stuff last year. We covered a lot of Pac. I did a lot of Pac-12 stuff last year. Um, like Monday was a whole Pac-12 recap day, just because you needed content. I needed content. Yeah. <laughs> um, we I would play uh, clips from you know press conferences and stuff, clips from players. I had a whole Tad Boyle interview in like November that I just put on the podcast. Nice. Um, but then, you know, we had a live show once a week on Wednesdays last season. Yep. Those were fun. They were short. Uh, probably not as close to as interesting as today's shows are. Yep. But it uh, it laid a foundation. It's funny as I remember doing those shows with you, um, and I would come back home and talk to Allie and I'll be like I really like talking ball with Jake <laughs> let's go uh, and you know now we get to do it every day yeah and then uh coach prime got hired and then we were literally that week like are we every day now what's the plan with the <laughs> show and just kind of feeling it out and that is pretty funny to think about um like it happened yeah and we never looked back yeah like not even once where we like well maybe we'll go three times this week right. <laughs> we're just like this is a five time a week show yeah. now and I was just like there wasn't even a conversation necessarily about me like being on. Uh-huh. It was just all right, the two of us, five days a week. Let's go. Yep. And uh, now we've got a hell of a team to cover, a hell of a coach to follow. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Jamal, who would you like to see see you play in Coach Prime's first bowl game? Florida State, of course. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, Honestly, I'm just down for any big Nebraska big, again, yeah. twice in a year. Just an opportunity for a statement game at the end of the season. Yep. That's all I ask for. Is that it? All right. We'll be back at camp tomorrow. Hopefully we have uh, some press conference video and um, maybe some more Neely tomorrow. Yes. Also, if you're interested in the Broncos or the NFL, big Bronco show coming up after this. Uh, first day with a new member of the podcast, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champion. Yes, sir. Former Bronco, former captain. Uh, so that should be an exciting show as well. And check out the uh, the YouTube video that we posted on the channel too. Yeah, blow that thing up. All right, Skull Buffs. Skull Buffs.